broads on the balcony. Nick, Nick, Nick. TJ, TJ, TJ. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. I'm ready for football to start, buddy. Are you? Me I too. Am. NFL football is right around the corner. College football is right around yeah, the corner. Yeah, man. I'm going on the road for Missouri. I'm, you excited I'm, about uh, Drew Locke? Supposed to be number one overall pick next year, they're saying? Yeah, baby. He's going to win the Heisman. Is that for real? I don't know. I don't think he wins the Heisman. I think with the Heisman, it's tough because really players that win the Heisman typically come from schools like Alabama, from Florida State, from USC. I don't think Missouri plays a strong enough schedule to garner Drew Locke a Heisman uh being a Heisman recipient. Mm-hmm. His his stats will be good. His stats were great last year. Broke the SEC and Missouri record in, in passing touchdowns. But when you're not doing it against competitive teams, when you're doing them against FCC teams or lower teams like South Dakota State, no offense to the Jackrabbits. No offense. But, no, offense. <laughs> offense. Offense. Or, or Take Wyoming. Yeah. I mean, Purdue. I mean, Missouri goes on the Don't road. Don't say Purdue like that. <laughs> like what? Purdue. Purdue. Yeah. Missouri goes on the road to Purdue in Indiana this year. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I mean, he'll have a good year. I really do think they have one of the best offensive lines in the SEC. Great offense and wide receivers and getting Demaria Crockett back in the running game. New offensive coordinator and Derek Dooley. So, he's going to have a good season, but – I don't think he ultimately wins the Heisman. As far as Missouri's season, eh, six and six. That's what I'm saying too, and that's gonna it, it would see. I didn't even think about the Heisman. I just thought about him either being number one overall pick or obviously number one quarterback yeah, at the moment. But I don't think he's number one overall pick. It, it hurts him though <clears throat> with the Heisman race because of Missouri's record. That hurts. Right. That hurts quarterbacks and running backs and whoever else is in the running because they had to be successful. I think that that really goes into the voting. Even with all the stats going on, I want to know the last. I guess Heisman winner that their team went like six and six. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's the thing. It, Has it, it ever happened? Like lately? I mean, and he's going up against going to be going up against uh, some t- tough competition next year too. Right. So uh, the leading candidates. Oh, I'm looking at 2018. I need to find a 2019 list. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a hot sec here. Do 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 be 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 do 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 so here's the uh, last few Heisman winners, all with winning records. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel, Robert Griffin III, Cam Newton, Mark Ingram, Sam Bradford, Tim Tebow. So you get it. There's not like any recent Heisman winners that have been 500 or less. Right. So. And this year, I don't think, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to go to a quarterback or if it's going to go to a running back. Wide receiver. I want to see it go to a defensive player. Did Sue win it that year? Uh, I don't know. And Dominican Sue. Three one four eight seven seven eight five nine seven. Either way, even though we can look it up right now. He was a nominee. Yeah, I, th- I knew he was a nominee. He, I didn't he, know he, how he close did, he was he to winning. He did not win. Okay. When is the Heisman uh, given out? Uh, at the end of the season. So, like January? Yes. February? Yes. I believe sure. it's January. I believe it's before the national championship. See, my voice got higher because I, yeah. I don't actually know. So we got some. I finally found the odds. But the. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Well, the finalists were. Uh, no, December 10th, 2017 is when this article came out from CBS Sports. But I can't find it, Nick. See, we have these slides. December 9th. December 9th. It is before bowl season. 
So Drew Locks, uh, they're tied for 18th best at 3,300 to one to win the Heisman. But you have Jake Browning from Washington, Justin Herbert, QB from Oregon. I'm gonna keep keep scrolling down. Oh, Auburn's QB Jared Stidham, Stidham, Stidham. Sure. So it's like he's going up against a lot of these teams that play tougher competition, and if they're winning their games, Will Greer, West Virginia, mm-hmm. the former Florida QB. I mean, so if these guys are playing tougher teams, they're going to have – and they all have the same record, they're going to get a better look. Jake Fromm from Georgia. Obviously. He's going to be one of the favorites this year. Went to his sophomore year. Yeah, so, I mean, there, there's tons of competition. Bryce Love, running back from Stanford, who has the best odds. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Very excited for college football season, though. I think the SEC is going to be pretty competitive this year. As far as pro football, TJ? I'm, that's what I'm more excited about. What uh, What do you like this season? Um, are you big into the fantasy, or are you following all the teams? I really only follow – I'm in a dynasty league, and I only follow my players on my dynasty team. I don't see, really follow the – the games per se. I follow every game. Um, really? I, I'm an NFL fan. Okay. And I, even I mean, I'm a know, Jaguars fan, but I don't watch the whole season. I mean, I like the Lions. I follow the Lions, but I'm an NFL fan. So on Sundays, what I'll have is I'll have my fantasy teams. I got like three or four going on, and then you have three or four fantasy teams, and really? then I'll play DraftKings or something else like that. Damn, you are committed. So I literally watch Red Zone every day, all day. Love watch Red all the Zone. Games. See, that's all I need. Oh, absolutely. That's I don't need to I watch need. the full game. No, no, unless it's like obviously playoffs or something Monday night football something like that but I watch pretty much every game so I'm pretty in tap with NFL by the way uh, we're starting an NFL show we're probably gonna have that filling in on the Bruise on the balcony stream on Wednesdays but uh, coming up in a couple weeks we'll start that out kind of giving our predictions and all that stuff and big big web will come in with uh, his picks for the NFL so Hell yeah uh, but NFL I, I can't wait because there's a lot of things that got kind of messed with this year like, you see a lot of quarterbacks changing, like Kirk Cousins with Minnesota. Yep. You got Case Keenum now with Denver. You got Tyrod Taylor, who has been announced as the starting quarterback for the Browns last week. That's bullshit. Even over number one pick Baker Mayfield for the Browns. There's a lot of changes this year that I really can't wait to see. Because a lot of teams, I think, could really step things up or really drop down. You see, you're going to see Minnesota, I don't think, get better, but stay exactly where they were last year, which is a good spot, obviously. But Kirk Cousins for Case Keenum. I, I've always said that Kirk Cousins has been way overhyped. I still think yeah. he's overhyped. But him and Case Keenum are probably the same player. If not, Kirk Cousins being a little bit better. A little bit better of an arm, but not much. Do my Jacksonville Jaguars have a chance? Now, why are they your Jacksonville Jaguars? Because that's the team that I picked. There's a lot of people like them, too. You don't, yeah, they're not no, just yours. No, no, this is bullshit. Okay. You, you're, I feel like you're giving me flack for liking the Jaguars. Sorry, what was your like, question? I like the Jaguars. Let it be known that I was on the Jaguars bandwagon. There's proof on Twitter that I joined the team Jaguars on the Rams a year before the Rams left St. Louis when the Jaguars still sucked. Yeah. So now that the Jaguars are good again, everybody's no one can give me shit. I own a Blake Bortles jersey. I bought it when he was a rookie. I like Bortles. I'm going to get a Ramsey jersey this year, I think. But so, anyway, do my question? Jaguars have a chance of winning the AFC South and the well, I think they'll take the AFC South. Do they have a chance of winning the AFC over the Patriots? AFC South, I would watch out for the Titans still. I just, yeah, they're one of those sneaky teams coming up. I, I don't know what I'm, Colts are going to be trash. They How have do you been. think Houston's going to be? We didn't get a full season of looking at Deshaun Watson. That's now, the problem, though. And then now he's in his sophomore year with all that time off. He's good. Enough, I don't know. But I think he has the 
one of, if not the best, wide receiver cores in the NFL. J.J. Watt's back for the full season at the moment. You we got, know how that works. You got DeAndre Hopkins on one side. Will Fuller. And Will Fuller on the other side. Yep. Two of the fastest guys in the league. Yeah, man, that's going to be fun. That's Fuller fun was unbelievable last year. You want to yeah. talk about daily fantasy stuff, daily fantasy little points here and there? Will Fuller was very cheap. 60-yard bombs like crazy. I mean, all the time. Him and Watson just had it down. His yeah. speed is unbelievable. Not a great inside the uh, the lines type of guy, but, or inside the hash marks type of guy with like a route, but he's a huge deep threat. I don't, And, and that's kind of like Julio Jones and Roddy, Roddy White weren't some of the best route runners, but that deep ball yeah. all day long from Matt Ryan – and now that so everything going on and it, things could change over the weekend when this is we're recording this obviously the week before but um you know with Julio Jones and the whole contract situation yep. going on basically he's still got three years left on his deals making 14 million a year I believe and he wants more he's the eighth largest or eighth most paid player in the in the NFL wide receiver wise so obviously he wants more money Falcons say they have no uh, real timetable on paying him any more money. So there's kind of a standoff where he could miss training camp, and obviously he's going to play because it's Julio right. Jones. Like he can do whatever he well, wants. Well, all but these all these guys do this where they where they do, go into contract holdout so they don't have to go to training camp, and then they come back like week one, and it's like, all right, do you agree with that? Do you think guys should have to go to training camp veterans, or do you think that they should – you're fine with them skipping if they're able to perform week one. Well, I think a lot of these guys talk because I, I think a lot of times they're not conditioned. Like they're not, they don't come. They decide to be in a contract holdout and skip camp, and then they come in in week one and they're not ready to play. Some guys are such freaks though that it doesn't matter. Like they're all right. they're all so, working so, out. Some are, some are. Oh yeah, like the Julio Joneses, the Le'Veon Bells of the world. No, no issue. Now what's Le'Veon's situation? So apparently. The Steelers don't want to give. I feel. I think he has one more year left until yeah, he's an unrestricted so free agent. They didn't get a deal done, so now he's franchise tagged, which means that this year he's good to play, but next year he'll he be a free, a free agent, agent. I believe an unrestricted. Don't quote me on it, but I, that's that's been the talk. Yeah. Yeah. So that that puts a lot of pressure on the Steelers, and Le'Veon Bell's basically saying, "Well, I've been holding out, and I'm going to do what I want to do, but give me the money, or I mean, yeah, I'm just going to play the games. Right. That's it. Which is. It's a joke because you sign a contract. I believe you you play the contract you sign. Right. You know what I mean? There's always room for more money. There's always room for more bonuses for they performance. But come on, man. I mean, you're playing an amazing game. Th- Millions of people would love to be in your shoes. Like, you sign a contract, play it out. I think what happens with a lot of these guys in the NFL, especially now, you're, you're seeing guys retire even younger, but injuries are so prevalent that the guaranteed money is more important than a five- or six-year deal. You saw Todd Gurley just signed a five-year uh, four year rather extension worth sixty million, 60 million yeah. and forty five of it was guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys are getting their guaranteed money up front, and I think that's why they want these extensions and want these big contracts so they can get all that guaranteed money. Because if you pop an ACL or you know have a worse injury, heaven forbid, then you know you're you're not gonna be able to get that big contract that you might deserve. So I feel like a lot of these guys talk to each other too. Oh yeah. Like obviously talking about, hey man, like if I get this contract or like they see Gurley getting sixty mil now, forty five guaranteed, then they all start talking like, okay, well where's mine? Like for instance, whenever that happened, like Le'Veon Bell sent out a tweet with like the either the eye emojis or he did something like you know, yeah, kind of emphasizing yes. that, saying, okay, it's my turn now. He got, you know what I mean, he got that much money. You know, now I'm better than him on right. paper, so I deserve more. That really puts teams in a tough position because every team's got a budget, and if a guy like Say, for instance, Kirk Cousins is getting paid more than a guy. I, and I'm not saying this is true off the top of my head, but 
if, or if a guy like Sam Bradford is getting paid more than a guy like Aaron Rodgers, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, come on. Sam Bradford got X amount of dollars. Aaron Rodgers is clearly a better quarterback, so he deserves that and then some. So right. I think it teams put each other in precarious positions, paying players big sums of money and giving them big contracts, and then other teams have to match it for players that are better. So it, it's tough. It is tough. And you have players, like I said, like Le'Veon Bell, who thinks that he's the best running back in the NFL, which he might be, but then he sees a guy that he thinks, like you said, is lesser than him getting that amount of money. He says, okay, yeah, now you better buck up. I'm I, not going to probably take, get at least fifteen million more than right. Him. He's not going to take anything less than whatever dollar amount that player got paid, times thirty percent or whatever the amount more is. And then if a team can't pay that, well, then they're they're pretty much screwed. Cause Shit then, out of luck. Yeah. And the players in a holdout, and it's like, well, we want to make you a franchise player and build a team around you, but just because the Los Angeles Rams paid Todd Gurley sixty million doesn't mean that you know we have that kind of money to pay you this this amount of money and so especially when you have teams with multiple good players like Antonio Brown Ben Roethlisberger it's like you got to spread the wealth or the owner has to buck up and just pay more money which tough spot to be in how happy is are these guys like Todd Gurley though now that the NFL is becoming once again a running back prevalent league oh yeah where it it was it's still a passing league by many by many reasons because of how many good quarterbacks there are in the league but you look at guys like Zeke Elliott Guys like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell. Who else am I forgetting? I'm just kind of naming top running backs, to be honest. I mean, uh, Melvin Gordon, you could put in that conversation. The Cardinals, David Johnson. David Johnson, he was hurt last year. But, yeah, I mean, you, you know what I mean. It's becoming now where Derek McKinnon, the running backs are really finally becoming prevalent again, yeah. like prevalent again. So prevalent. they're prevalent. It's not the word. Yeah. Yeah, English is a great thing. Yeah. But they're becoming part of this offense again. Right. And Zeke is the anchor of that offense now so that, you know, you have guys like that's why Dak Prescott's so good is because Zeke Elliott's so good that every time he yeah, runs a like sweep, out the they offense. bring everybody on him. So play action pass and Dak Prescott, you know, good to see a bud. Like not saying anybody he, could do that, but he's very good because of Zeke Elliott. There are a lot of good running backs coming into the league this year as rookies too. Sonny Michelle, mm-hmm. uh, Nick Chubb, uh, can't think of it, uh, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Who, he's going to be a beast, who in your Who in your mind is the best? do you think has the most upside as a rookie coming into this year? Barkley was, in my opinion, the flat-out number one. I think the Browns are idiotic. So let's say, say Saquon is off the board. Who's your rookie? Talking about running backs or are you talking just Ta- any position? I'm talking about any position. Qu- quarterbacks, wide receivers. Who's going to be the best? Yes. Defensive players, too. To be honest, this is tough, man. I'm, I'm an offensive guy, so I'm thinking offense first. But Sam Darnold to be honest, I think yeah. is the Jets guy. I really do. I am not trying to be a hot take artist here. I've kind of looked at a lot of his tape, watched him play USC. They've been just cursed. There's no better way to say it for quarterbacks the last few years. And he's got all the tools they need. He's a great pocket passer. He's got good pocket presence. He's just he, – he looks like a born leader. He just looks like he's ready for the big show. I mean, yeah. that's it. So I'm excited to see what he does with the Jets. And plus, they have some weapons too. I mean, Robbie Anderson – Came out of nowhere with Josh McCown last yes, year and became a yeah. huge threat, huge deep threat. So he'll be fun to watch, especially. So I'm not saying the Jets are going to be great, obviously, but I I would look at uh, Sam Darnold for sure. I think uh, Josh Allen with Buffalo. Really? See, yeah. There's a lot of people that hated that pick, like yeah. like, like big time, big I, time. Hit. I think he will fit in because he is probably going to be the only quarterback, rookie quarterback that starts right away. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you have Rosen in Arizona, who's behind Bradford. I don't see him doing much yet. I mean, he'll yeah, have a year yeah, off, I probably. I think he's going to kind of wait a year. You have Darnold. Who, what about Mayfield? Well, Mayfield, they said you know Tyrod Taylor's going to start. I'm just saying, what do you think about oh, what, what, oh. what will happen with him this year? Will he end up starting yeah, a game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So? He, yeah, he'll, st- he'll start about four or five weeks in, I, I think. And then, so you got Darnold. I think Allen, though, with the weapons that they're adding there in Buffalo, I think he can do – do some damage there. In my I opinion, also, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I like Calvin Ridley too in Atlanta mm-hmm. with Matt Ryan. Just that that system that they use. I mean, they produce Roddy White, Julio Jones. I think Calvin Ridley's going to be the next in line to be one of the big time wide receivers coming out of Alabama. So and they have the dynamic duo in the backfield too. Yeah, it's I just. Mean, I mean, Freeman and and uh, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Yeah, it's like they just have one of the best offenses in the NFL, and I think he's going to fit in nicely there. So really excited to see what he can do. See, again, and I didn't watch much of I, – I watched enough college football, but I didn't watch enough where I knew everything about the defensive guys, like every single one. So Bradley Chubb, whenever I saw he was a big-time you know, NFL draft prospect, I looked into him a little bit and saw he was an absolute beast. I mean, his numbers were amazing at NC State. And, of course, it's unbelievable. It seems like they always get the best – defensive player in the draft every year. But the Broncos pick him at number five. You add him now with Von Miller. I mean, oh, my God. Like, yeah. do, do they ever miss out on any no. rookie defensive player? I mean, no. obviously Shane Ray they got for a steal from Missouri. I know he had he dropped a lot because of the things that happened off the field and everything. But, I mean, they always get, I feel like, the best rookie defensive player in the first round. It's unbelievable. I think uh, on the defensive side, looking at, at linebacker, Roquan Smith, who went to uh, Chicago, He's a Georgia guy. And he, really the SEC players, I think, are just all-around top talent. And if you come out of Alabama or Georgia, you're coming out of a great system there. And to be able to transition to the NFL pretty easily for, for those guys. So he's going to be one to watch. I always look at the rookies because I'm in a dynasty league. So the, it's uh, big for you, yeah. yeah. I think we're in year five, year five or six going in. I think it's year five of our dynasty league. And so we – put big time prevalence on the rookies I, I drafted I was ninth last year we have uh 10 teams now I was and uh so at the ninth pick I got uh the running back from New Orleans whose name is escaping me right now the young kid from where I'm sorry New, I, I totally New, space New Orleans who I, I totally didn't like understand what you said I'm the New Orleans running back. I, I seriously the was like looking out in Pay attention. Oh, you're talking about Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Thank that you. guy. Thank you. You're just, I'm just talking I, to you. I literally just, heard you. I'm looking out in the distance. Just, I hear New Orleans. And you go, what? You're like, New Orleans. It's a great city. I don't know what to tell <laughs> great, you. Great city. <laughs> TJ's just spacing yeah. on the podcast. I do dude. that sometimes, wow. man. I swear. Wow. Guess that. I'm, I guess I'm that boring. So <laughs> you're I'll just, not. It's the first time up, I've done it. I'll get up and leave. No, no. But yeah, no, I got Alvin Kamara at the ninth pick. And so really, I'm focusing on, we're moving to two quarterback league this year. So, so stupid. Yeah, and, so I, and I'm, I at, I'm at pick seven. I'm at pick seven. I have Carson Wentz, but pick seven. I'm trying to trade out of the first round. So we'll see. There's yeah. some there's some tight ends. Tight ends going to be the toughest position, though, because there's not that many great tight ends. One last rookie I want to talk about. Lamar Jackson. Yep. Will he end up starting this year for the Ravens? I think I think that yep. Baltimore fans, everybody's done with Flacco. Oh, they, like, no doubt. They love the fact that he won him a Super Bowl. He's been hanging on by a thread, but he's done. He's yeah, not exciting. I, He's not going to give him much. He's a very mediocre quarterback. See, the thing that they, uh, all these fans want now is that they want these flashy quarterbacks. They want the Deshaun Watson. They want the Dak Prescott. You know, they want the if you're be a traditional pocket passer, they want Tom Brady or Matt Ryan. And Flacco 
really doesn't give you a whole lot of that. No. It's It's just kind of disappointing to watch him. And you have a guy like Lamar Jackson who excelled at Louisville in college and was just flashy being able being a running quarterback and being able to throw it deep. He kind of resembles Michael Vick in a, in a sense. He does, a little and bit, yep. yep. Same really, type of style. Really nowadays you don't see the mobile quarterback as much with – how much the defensive ends and D tackles and linebackers have gotten bigger and stronger and hit harder and how the game's kind of changed a little bit. But I think Lamar Jackson, if the situation is right, could excel in that role in Baltimore. He could be the best offensive athlete in the draft this past year. Like straight-up athleticism. Yeah, athleticism. I really believe that. Yeah. Speed, yeah. talent, overall just mindset as an athlete. I just think he's got the best tools. So much that they wanted to make him a wide receiver, and he flat out said no. Yeah, <laughs> he goes, "I'm not Absolutely. interested. I am a QB, baby." I, which I love that as a coach. If you're looking for a quarterback, that's some cojones. Think about think about someone being motivated enough to say, "Okay, I will not be at this position. I will compete and not make millions of dollars. So I'll do compete. this no matter what." That means he's going to compete. That means he's going to put his balls at the wall and become a damn quarterback. That's Absolutely. what that means. So that's going to be interesting. 314-877-8597 is our voicemail inbox number. Let us know your hot takes in the NFL this year. I know we got some hot, we got some NFL fans that may say they're not NFL fans in St. Louis, but I know some of you still are getting over the Rams, finding a new team. Well, you at least got to cover your fantasy team. Absolutely. So let's let's hear it. 314-877-8597. Tweet us at Balcony Bruce Pod on Twitter. Let's hear all your NFL hot takes. Again, we'll start a show here in probably, uh, I'd say, three weeks, kind of previewing uh, the season. Do it every Wednesday. Zach Zook, who I worked with at Lindenwood, really good NFL mind, will be in on that with myself. Nick might be involved, and then uh, my dad, Big Webb, with the best picks. And Nick, also, something I've liked to do the last few years on any show or podcast I've been on is make a pick em. so we get the fans involved, and maybe we'll give out some gear for the best uh, picker for the NFL. What do you think? Oh, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, nice. I'm okay, kidding. Man. Yes, I, I, okay. I love, well done. I, I love the pickums. I'm a big pickum guy. I do you do, uh, do you do a week by week, or do you do uh, a season where you basically contribute X amount of dollars, and then you pick? I forget how it works. Like each week, you pick a team. I guess that would still be week by week. So this is this would be. Or no, I think you like pick like four teams. So this then. would be like not. It would just be a grand prize at the end, but mm-hmm. you pick. Every game, every week. Okay, and the, gotcha. And then the best record wins. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, we'll probably do it against the spread just to make it not as right. as hard or not as easy. Well, maybe not. I don't know. We'll decide that later. But maybe we'll have a prize. We'll give you some Bruise on the Balcony merch, and we'll see what else we can get. Maybe get a sponsor to give us a TV or something. Bruise on the Balcony merch. I want a TV. Hell yeah. Pretty Let's nice. do it. We'll see what happens. Once again, get involved. 314-877-8597. Nick, that'll do it. NFL talk all the way through on this Monday. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Good stuff. So uh, once again, follow us, tweet us, love us, like us, call us, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Bras on balcony.